Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the November 14th episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Kim. And I'm Lisa. Lisa's this- back! Yay, it's that Yay. time of year! Yay, it's food edition time! And I do believe it is actually episode 299. Wow! Wow! That's crazy! So by the end of this month, we are going to hit 300 episodes of the podcast. Wow. And Lisa and I have sat through a lot of those, haven't we? Yes. And speaking (laughs) of other crazy things, I went on the website and looked this morning, and this will be the seventh year that we have done this annual recipe thing. Wow. So that's kind of fun. I didn't know I had that many recipes in me, but I guess I do. I know. It's been fun to find them, and you guys could just make a little recipe portfolio now out of all the stuff that she and I have shared in seven years. We're going to have a cookbook yeah. soon. I was thinking that, actually. If you go to the podcast link on the Mystic Access page and you search for recipe, you'll find all the recipe additions. Very cool. So yeah. if you're struggling for something to make and you like to cook or bake, then you will definitely find things that you will appreciate. And as always, with the recipes that we do, I will make sure all the ones that we talk about today, and we do have quite a few to discuss today, are going to be in the show notes. And I'll also link to where they actually came from, at least with mine. I've got links to all mine. So I'll give you the direct links as well, because all mine are excerpted from these sites, and you can get even more information. So you can find even more goodies to check out. Absolutely. Before we do that, though, We have to take a trip back to the last episode where one of us was out and had a phone meltdown. Yes, was lost and calling their spouse and saying, help! And the spouse was saying, how? So we got a few emails from some of our listeners, which gave gave us very good feedback on you know what to do apparently uber has a number that you can call you can also use go go grandparent when you're hanging out though at that specific time and place and it's an issue you're not thinking about those kinds of things but it's good to know that they're there and it's something to put in your phone you know we do have phones they are phones they make phone calls which we don't really use too much anymore we text or we do all this other stuff but if you put some of these numbers in your contacts then you have them if the situation happens and we'd like to thank those listeners who chimed in and reminded us i knew about gogo grandparent but again i totally forgot about it so yeah you don't always think when you're under pressure do you no you don't and you know we wanted to thank them Absolutely. You guys are kind, and we always get really nice feedback when we ask questions, and people are always willing to help. So we've really built a really nice community here, and we appreciate you guys. Absolutely. Without the listeners, we'd be talking to ourselves. And we don't want to talk to ourselves. Well, we do that every day because we're married, and that's what we do, but we don't want to talk to ourselves on a podcast. That would just be boring. Speaking of talking, we have a couple other quick announcements before we dive into food here. Yes, we do. The first announcement is our phone comparison event. Yep. I think I called it, what phone is this? (laughs) So basically what we're going to do is we're going to have a discussion about different accessible phones. The newest one that we've been playing with is the Smart Vision 3 from Capsis. Yep. And we're going to talk about or compare it to the blind shell. And we're also going to talk about iOS and Android and those kinds of phones that are accessible. We announced in the last episode about the event on November 16th. Due to lack of popular demand, we understand that this is a really bad time as people (laughs) are getting ready for the holiday season. Yeah, lots going on. People are traveling, people are cooking, people are doing all kinds of different things. And it's just a busy time of year. So we didn't have a lot of registrations at all for this. So we decided that we are going to do it. 
we are just not going to kill ourselves to do it and have it be done by November 16th. So what we're going to end up doing anyway is putting it up on mysticaccessdownloads.com when it is available. Yeah, absolutely. And we're definitely going to have it available as quickly as we can. And I will send out a newsletter to the events list when it is up. So those of you who are interested can check it out. We want to give you guys time to do holiday shopping for it. If something in that class is interesting to you and you're thinking, hmm, this could be a good option. So we are going to have it available to you as quickly as we can. So if you're on our events mailing list, which is a free one-way list, you can join on our site on mysticaccess.com. You will be the first to know. But it is a cool topic, and we realize that the lack of registrations doesn't mean people aren't interested in it. The timing is bad. We should have thought this out a little better than we did. That's unfortunately how it goes. So to those of you who are interested in coming live, really sorry about that. If you have specific questions, you're welcome to send them to us, and we will answer them in the downloadable event for you. Yes. And the next announcement, so we talked about this a couple podcasts ago regarding the annual or what's become an annual open house. Yay! The day Yay! after Thanksgiving. Yes. So we're going to have that. That's also going to be another registry approved. I think all of us, and I know Lisa was there too, had that meltdown with the people that came in just to disrupt the event. It was awful. It was a terrible experience. It was so awkward. It came so close to ruining the entire thing. We had probably an hour of relaxed conversation afterwards out of all of the time we spent afterwards it was just a sad thing and we don't want to put y'all through that anymore and we don't want to put ourselves through it anymore either it was terrible so that's why we're realistically no longer doing events where okay here's the link just come and one come as you are and drop in so we're sorry about that that's something we don't like either but we're not going through that again i think they started at like one o'clock and by one thirty or something you know people were coming back in and i think it was until it was like an hour of like guarded conversations and it was very, very awkward. Yeah, so. we didn't know when somebody was going to disrupt it again. And that was just not something we were willing to do anymore. So to register for that one, you go to mysticaccess.com slash open house. And that will be, we think, from 1 to 4. So 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern time. little shorter this year, but... Still going to be there and fun and just a great experience. So definitely come if you want to stay the whole time. Of course, you're welcome. If you want to come for 20 minutes, you're welcome to do that as well. But either way, you'll need to register. Yeah, it's fun and it's funny because people check in and some people are like, I just woke up. Other people are like, I had pumpkin pie for breakfast. And other people are saying, I've been at the mall since five in the morning and I just got back. And it's like, it's just really kind of fun to hear what people are doing. And I know the one year I ended up spending money because somebody was talking about a thing they had gotten on QVC and I decided I needed one and it was just, it's its a lot of fun. It's tremendous fun. And we've had people meet again after like 30 years of not seeing each other through our community and through the open houses. We have people from around the world. We have international people join us every year. So it is tremendous fun, and we're always excited to do them again. So please come if you can, and hopefully that time range will give everybody an opportunity to come and hang out. We know people have come while they've been at work, (laughs) which is always fun. And, you know, you don't have to participate. You can lurk if you'd prefer just to listen. And certainly if you want to chime in, you can. And if you're new and you've never joined us before and you kind of want to figure out who are these people and what are they all about, We're just like we are. We are not pretentious people. and We're just unedited. We're just unedited. (laughs) Exactly. So we'd love to have you come if you're new, and we will make sure to chat with you if you want to chat. And if you have questions, happy to answer those for you. And we can't wait. It's always a fun, fun tradition around here. So November 24th. And again, for the phone event, mysticaccess.com slash phone class. And for the open house, mysticaccess.com slash open house. So we have quite a variety of food to share, don't we? Yes, we do. And from this point forward, I will be quiet. <laughs> well, you can say what you like and what you don't, you know. I mean, oh, I could. You could. You could. You can chime no, in as our no, food critic. No, he can't. He can't? He can't. Okay. 
No, because he'll be like, oh, I would never eat that. And it's like, so nobody will make it because Chris gives it two thumbs down. So, no, <laughs> well, like we don't whole... have any seafood in our category of recipes today. So we know he's not going to at least say that, hopefully. I, but... I just cannot comprehend I know. someone not liking seafood. I know. But well, you know what? Over it. <laughs> There's more for the rest of us. That's exactly right. That's what I always say. More for me. <laughs> I don't know when it was a couple years ago I shared a crab cake recipe. I'm surprised we didn't have a commentary then. I didn't know until today that Chris was seafood averse. Oh, yes. Very much averse. Wow. I'm glad so, he doesn't live in Maryland or, you know, some. Yeah, or like Boston. Maine or something. Yes. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Oh, well, his loss. So I have a recipe. This is probably the least holiday-ish. We thought we'd share a couple this time because the recipes that we're sharing are really simple. And so they're quick to share. And this is probably the least holiday-ish one. But it's so easy and it's so good. And I guess I think of recipes for the holidays as not only like the festive things that you serve on the day of, But let's say that you have people over for an informal get-together and you just want to have a meal and it's not fancy. Or maybe you just need to be cooking for yourself because that still happens during the hustle and bustle of the holidays. And I have made this for years and it's so simple and I really like it. And it is a great simple side dish and it goes with just about anything. I can't think of anything it wouldn't go well with. So it is a recipe for lemony rice. And what you do is in a saucepan, you know, they always say when cooking rice, the water is twice. So you've got two cups of liquid and one cup of rice. So your two cups of liquid are a quarter cup of lemon juice and one and three quarters cups of chicken broth or one and three quarters cups of water and then two bouillon cubes, whatever you've got. And you bring that liquid to a boil. You put in your cup of rice. Now, this is not instant rice. This is the rice that generally takes about 20 minutes to cook. So you put your rice in there. You give it one quick stir. You cover it and you turn it down. So you simmer it. You cook it on low. And the one kind of gotcha with this recipe is you know your own stove. If you normally cook your rice for 20 minutes, you want to cook this for 18 I think the acid in the lemon juice breaks down the rice. And so if you cook it for the normal 20 minutes, well, then you get to enjoy it with a straw, which is not so nice. Yeah, but 18 minutes is perfect. And maybe it's just me, but to me, this almost comes out creamy. It almost has like a buttery taste, even though you haven't added butter. You certainly could. But anyway, that is lemony rice. Yum. I love lemon rice. I love lemon to begin with. I know. I've started, I had Greek chicken soup and it had lemon in it. And so now even sometimes, even if I just have chicken soup out of a can, I'll splash in a little bit of lemon juice. It's so good. We're so lucky to have so much Greek food and Greek culture up here. (gasps) And there's Greek places like on every corner. And so I've gotten to be really, really fond of Greek food in general and particularly their lemon rice soup. And I'm not even going to try and pronounce it. I know what it's called, but I'm not even going to try. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, (laughs) but I absolutely love it. And so that's one of the joys of living up here is just all the Greek food and culture that's around. We have a big Greek. When is Greek Fest, babe? He took us seriously about this whole being quiet. He totally did. He just left. (laughs) Well, oh, I well. guess we'll never know when we'll Greek never Fest know. is. I can't remember, <laughs> but anyone wants to look up Greek Fest in Buffalo, you certainly can because it's very fun. And we haven't been yet, but it will be a fun thing to do at some point. I'd love to go and hang out, even though I am not Greek. But nevertheless, speaking of citrusy things and lemon being a great citrus, I have another one for you. And like your lemon rice, you can have this any time of the year. And if you're me, I probably will have this any time of the year because these are citrus rainbow carrots. I am a carrot fiend. I love them. And this particular recipe came from tasteofhome.com. And I am excited to try these because they are so easy. So it makes six servings of carrot and your prep and total time altogether is 25 minutes. So to do this, you will need two pounds of rainbow or regular carrots. 
diagonally sliced. You'll need three tablespoons of butter. Yum. Everything's better with butter. Two tablespoons of sugar. One and a half teaspoons of grated orange zest. Two tablespoons of orange juice. Three-fourths of a teaspoon of salt. And a fourth teaspoon of pepper. Also an eighth of a teaspoon of ground cloves. So you've got a little bit of spice and a little bit of citrus to go on these carrots and it's very very easy so all you're going to do is place your carrots in enough water to cover in a large saucepan bring to a boil reduce your heat cook uncovered until tender eight to ten minutes drain and return to the pan and then you're going to add your remaining ingredients cook over medium high heat until your carrots are glazed two to three minutes stirring occasionally and then you have some tips here. These are your test kitchen tips. And it says rainbow carrots can be deep burgundy, golden yellow, jeweled orange, or creamy white in color. Be careful to only zest the outer layer of the orange. Those of you new to this, the orange peel, because the white part underneath is bitter. So don't zest that part. You'll be unhappy. And one medium orange will yield about four teaspoons of grated orange zest. So that is all there is to it for that particular recipe. Very, very easy, very simple. And you're going to come out with some really tasty, tasty carrots. And I like the fact that it's got the clove in there as well because that just adds just a little something extra. Really, really tasty. And I would eat those, me personally, because I love carrots, all year round. And I have all the nutrition facts here as well that I will put in the show notes as well. But Two-thirds of a cup is 132 calories, just to give you some idea. So you don't want to eat them every day, but yum, carrots, good for you. (laughs) So really, really fun, simple recipe if you're a carrot person. You know, it's really funny because we kind of planned our recipes independently without coordinating with one another. But I think this next recipe would actually go really well with those carrots. This is more of a holiday recipe because it is a cranberry relish recipe. So you can only make it when cranberries are available unless you love them all year round and you buy them and you freeze them. Now, this is not like cranberry sauce. It does have some sweetness to it, but it is also kind of tart. And so It is delicious, but a little goes a long way. I made this a couple years ago for a family Thanksgiving, and I made a double batch because it didn't look like a lot. (laughs) And yours truly was eating cranberry relish for a month of Sundays because you really, it is kind of strong, so you only really need a little bit. And you have to have semi-adventurous people. We grew up with the cranberry, the jellied cranberry in the can. And so when I made it, some people liked it, some didn't. I'm not a huge turkey fan. I find that sometimes it's kind of dry. And so I really like a spoon or two of this with the turkey to kind of moisten things up. It's also really good the next day. You get some good bread, some turkey, some brie or laughing cow cheese, some kind of spreadable cheese and this cranberry relish and you're in good shape. So what you need is three cups of cranberries or about 10 ounces. You need one medium tart apple, such as Granny Smith or similar, and you core and quarter that, although it really doesn't have to be quartered. If you have an apple slicer that does eight or spiralizes the apple, that's fine too. One half large navel orange, unpeeled, and scrubbed, quartered, and seeded. One-third cup granulated sugar, so just regular sugar. Half a teaspoon ground cinnamon. A pinch of salt. And I saw this one time, I think, this is not the recipe I have, but I think I saw this once where they also put a packet of gelatin in it. But anyway, you pulse the cranberries, apple, an orange in a food processor until it's coarsely chopped. Transfer it to a bowl and stir in sugar, cinnamon, and salt. Cover and refrigerate for at least eight hours or up to one week. And you really do want to 
make it a little ahead. It's quick and it's easy, and you might be tempted to kind of make it at the last minute, but it's really nice to make it ahead so that the juices and the flavors can kind of blend. I also tend, before I serve it, or even if it's just me at home and I take out a serving, I tend to give it a stir before I eat it. And if you want, you can. It sounds really strange, but I had it one time and it was amazing. You can kind of up the decadence factor if you want and almost have this as a little bit of a dessert and put a little bit of whipped cream on top. I love cranberries and that just sounds really, really good both ways. Yeah. And it's a no cook, which I like because I know that there are some that you can make that you can cook. And I find that the regular sugar and the fruit sugars sometimes like they caramelize, which is lovely unless it caramelizes to the bottom of the pan. Ah, yes. (laughs) Not helpful at all. But yes, so many different ways to use a relish. Although, as Lisa cautioned, a little goes a long way. And that seems to be a relish thing in general. Yeah. (laughs) But certainly for this one as well. If you've never had a cranberry relish of any sort and you've only had sauce, it's a different animal. You're working with something completely different. So just keep that in mind. When I made it for Thanksgiving, I had both on my plate. And somebody said, why do you want both? I said, because they're two totally different things. Absolutely. I like both a lot. Yeah. So as you said earlier, it's really funny that we did not coordinate any of this stuff in advance. And we rarely do. And somehow we always seem to find a theme in these things because we both really like coming up with recipes. We really like the food edition and we like Mm -hmm. doing this kind of thing. And somehow we always end up with a theme. And we seem to have, at least for these first few recipes that we're sharing, a fruit theme going on here because the next one I want to share, like your relish, is more of a holiday thing or at least a more decadent fall and winter dish. This is applesauce sweet potatoes and yum. I mean, come on. So this is coming from tasteofhome.com as well. And again, I'll give you the full link in the show notes. But this is really easy and your prep time is 15 minutes, but your cook time is a long time. You've got four hours to cook this. So just keep this in mind and make sure you've got the time. But it makes eight servings. So for your ingredients, you have three pounds of sweet potatoes, which is about five medium peeled and sliced, one and a half cups of unsweetened applesauce, two thirds of a cup of packed brown sugar, three tablespoons butter melted, one teaspoon ground cinnamon, one half cup of glazed pecans, chopped and that is optional. So that's all you need. You want to place the sweet potatoes in a four-quart slow cooker. In a small bowl, mix your applesauce, brown sugar, melted butter, and cinnamon, and pour over the potatoes. Cook covered over low for four to five hours or until your potatoes are tender. If desired, sprinkle with pecans before serving and serve with a slotted spoon. And we talked earlier about nutrition facts for the other one that I'm going to put on this site. But just to give you an idea of your calories here, a little more, three-fourths of a cup of these, and this is calculated without the pecans, is 303 calories. So you are looking at a more decadent dessert. But two things that I personally find really delicious, applesauce and sweet potatoes together, seems like a pretty heavenly combo to me. Absolutely. Because these are ones I've made off and on throughout the years, I just have them in Notepad, and so I do not have links for them. But on the bright side, if you choose to see it this way, I have no nutritional information for them, (laughs) which means we're going to call them zero calories. There you go. Zero everything. They're great for you. Completely, utterly healthy. Yes. (laughs) And speaking of zero calories, we... Well, Kim and Chris are going to take a little trip, and then we're going to come back with dessert. Mm -hmm. So until then, let's enjoy some zero-calorie books. Yes, but first, a message from the North Pole. Happy holidays, Mystic Access listeners. This is Santa sending you warmest greetings from my extremely busy workshop. I'll be climbing down your chimney to stuff your stockings full of Christmas cheer before you can say Kris Kringle. And if you've been especially good, I'd love to bring you some special shiny gifts from Mystic Access to make your holidays extra bright. Before I make my list and check it twice, be sure to check out the Mystic Access shop page to find your favorite treats. 
or something to make those you love very merry. Need ideas? Check out the podcast, listen to samples on mysticaccess.com, or give Chris and Kim a call at 716-543-3323. Merry Christmas, and I expect particularly delicious milk and cookies from you this Christmas Eve. (laughs) And don't forget the reindeer, they get extra hungry pulling my humongous heavy sleigh around the world. See you soon. Welcome to the Mystic Access Magic Castle. So welcome back to another segment in the Mystic Access Magic Castle. And we have reached that most wonderful time of the year for some of us to enjoy holiday picks. And we always have a Mystic Access tradition around here to have NBP and talk about the new National Braille Press holiday picks for the year. And we have some fun ones this year. There's always something new going on at the press. And as always, we're excited to have a very special guest. And I'm going to turn it over to her because if you don't know her voice by now, you will soon. And she can introduce herself. <laughs> Hi, Kim. Hey, Chris. This is Cassell Wilson. I am the editorial director at National Braille Press. And it's really good to be with you another year to talk to you about our holiday catalog. Always wonderful to have you, Cassell. We've been doing this for a while now. And we always love and appreciate our own association with National Braille Press. And it's just a delight to get to have you on and learn more about what's coming up and what's coming out. And we know you have some great stuff this year. And you can kind of start wherever you want because I know there's some fun things. I know I got an email the other day about new holiday cards and, you know, there are some old favorites that come back year after year. So very excited to hear about what's new. Okay, that sounds great. And thank you so much for this opportunity. We do have a long history with Mystic Access. You write a lot of different books for us, and those are mostly technology books. So we won't be talking about those today. We'll be talking more about our holiday gift ideas, the products that we develop specifically for this time of year when people start thinking about either buying gifts for other people or gifts for themselves. So let's start with our holiday card. Every year, we make a print braille holiday card. And this year, the front of the card says, May your days be merry and bright. And that's both in print and braille. And on the inside, it says, Sending you good tidings and cheer, also in print and braille. Now, if you order a pack of these, you get 10 cards with envelopes for $20. And the card is designed in a landscape format, so you can open it right up, put it in your brailler, and put a personalized message in it as well. We do have limited quantities of cards from 2019, and that year the message was Slay the Season. And that is a pun, so it's S-L-E-I-G-H, Slay the Season. But this year is May Your Days Be Merry and Bright. Now, I'll give you a little bit of a description of that card. It's really quite beautiful. It shows like a snowy field, and in the center of the field is a large Christmas tree, and it's covered with glowing lights, red, yellow, blue. And then tucked sort of in the background on the right, it shows like an ice rink and there's figures, silhouettes of people ice skating. And then there's like a snowy sky and some silhouettes of other pine trees in the background. It's a very visually appealing card, very beautiful, but again, it's print and braille. So it can work for both your blind and sighted friends. Yeah, I love that. I love being able to share braille with other sighted friends too, who may not necessarily have the exposure. And know that, you know, this is how much the Braille takes up versus the print, or this is what this is like in a Braille format. So it's pretty cool for people. I think that card might remind me too much of last year's Blizzard. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, the card is made by a committee of people here at NBP. So people from all sorts of different departments and roles within the company. And 
this year we really wanted to very much have a Christmassy theme. So not so much a generic holiday, but really like a Christmas message. And we're really pleased with the result. We think it's a really positive card and an uplifting card. Oh, I love it. I think it's great. Very picturesque. Kind of takes a lot of us back to snowy Christmases, at least those of us who've had snowy Christmases in the past with big trees. And out, you know, I lived out in the country for years. So that kind of thing just is very nostalgic. So what a fun card. In addition to the cards, we know there is something else that NBP releases every single year. And tell us more about that. Another product that I want to talk about is our Peanuts calendar. This we also do every single year. And this is really popular. It sells out pretty quickly. And it's a Peanuts calendar with Snoopy and Woodstock and Linus and all your favorite characters, Charlie Brown. It's a full color calendar. And then, of course, it is also considered a print Braille product. Everything that appears on this calendar in print also appears in Braille. So it's very, very popular. It is $17 and it sells out almost immediately. (laughs) So once you get that email announcing that this product is available, we recommend that you give us a call. Yes, don't wait on your favorite MVP product, but especially this because they go fast. I know one year we were intending to get one and it was gone, but couple years we have managed to snag them and you know who doesn't love peanuts we just finished watching as of this recording it's the great pumpkin so you know now it's time to (laughs) indulge in some whimsy (laughs) for the upcoming year (laughs) well you know a lot of people when they get the holiday card they get the calendar at the same time and then some people add to their cart a third christmas product that we have which is our favorite christmas carols And this is the lyrics to 33 of the most popular Christmas carols. And that's available in Braille or BRF for $12. Love it. A lot of times with carols, I don't know if other people are like me, but a lot of times with carols, I might know the first verse and maybe the second verse. But once you get past that, you can make up the rest. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, something like this is great for that. Or just to refresh your memory. If some of them are a little less known to you and you want to maybe even go caroling with a group, how fun is this? I was just going to say that. Like if you want to revive an old school tradition, caroling. Caroling is so super fun. We used to do it when I was growing up. We do it every year. And, you know, this book would be great for that if you want to put together a group of people and actually do that. And even if you don't want to, you know, do it in your neighborhood, you can do it at your office. You can, you know, do it anywhere, but bring that joy. Absolutely. You can even have a virtual caroling session if you want to. might not sound (laughs) quite as good over Zoom with all the lags and things you have to deal with, but it would be fun. So however you can do it, you know, who doesn't love to get together with a group of friends and find fun ways to share traditions? So that's an awesome one. I agree. I did that a lot when I was growing up, too. So it's very fun. Does NBP have any kind of stocking stuff or items that people could get? Maybe something small to tuck away as part of a bigger gift? So another item that people often get around Christmas time are our print Braille magnets. And there's a couple different reasons. These are popular because they have inspirational quotes, but they're also great presents. And they're $6 for each magnet. And so you can really get all of your Christmas shopping done with really one order. The new magnet this year is a Jimmy Davis quote. It says, you make me happy when skies are gray. And that's a song, too, as you know. But we have a dozen or so different magnets to choose from. That is the new one, but we have other ones, too. A lot of them have to do with friendship and other types of inspirational quotes. So they really do make great gifts, especially if there's someone who's important to you. And because they're print and braille, they're great for gifts or, for instance, like I have some hanging in my office, so I have some on the metal filing cabinet in my office. So I recommend these as a really easy way to express to someone that you care about them and that they're important to you. Absolutely. And it's a reminder you can pick up and touch and hold. And, you know, especially if that person's far away, I'm very far from my family currently. And it's really nice. You know, I have a lot of friends back in my home state and, you know, being able to pick something up and have like a little touchstone, you know, in addition to a really pretty magnet with a beautiful saying, you know, it's very special. 
Speaking of touching, that is a great segue into our new product called My Braille Blocks. I think we talked about this the last time we got together, but let me tell you about this again. It's six Braille blocks with a print Braille booklet. The subtitle of this product is Blocks and Activities for Practicing Braille. So basically, this is an educational kit, and it includes six of these tactile blocks, which have six pins that can be raised or lowered. And so you can practice forming different Braille characters. And then there's an instructional pamphlet, which comes in large print and Braille with different activities. So if you want to practice your Braille characters, but you can't think of maybe a fun way to do that, this will give you activities that you can use to practice. And the blocks are made of a very durable plastic with, again, as I said, these pins that can be raised or lowered. So the size of the block is about two and a half inches tall and one and a half inches wide. So about the size of a small palm of someone's hand, right? And the kit is $54.99. So that's six Braille blocks and the pamphlet. I love it. I think it's ingenious and just a really fun way. I had a bunch of friends when I was, especially in junior high, I had a group of friends and several of them wanted to learn Braille because they just thought it was really cool. So they would write me letters and things like that. And then, you know, of course, for the young blind kid who's just starting to learn, or maybe the parent who's just starting to learn, you know, what a really cool idea for any of those groups to have a really fun, tactile way to figure it out. Or even if you're a visual person, I suspect that popping these things up and, you know, looking at them and then maybe comparing them to your Braille could be really helpful in that regard, too. So it's a cool teaching tool. I just love it. Yeah, and they have a really nice, you know, there's the tactile element, but there's also they make a really nice click when you raise or lower the pins. And they're designed in such a way that you can also learn about, there's like a reading side and a writing side if you want to use them that way. So they're designed in such a way that the top and the bottom, if you're holding the block with the reading side facing you, the top and bottom slant away. And so you can practice that way, or you can flip it over and make characters the way you would with a slate and stylus. And you can also click them together. There are two pins on the right-hand side of each block that click into two holes on the left-hand side. So you can string them together to form short words as well. We are basically reviving an old Caltech product, and that's Creative Adaptations for Learning. And that's Shirley Keller's company. And she had a block called a caravan block, which some people are familiar with. We adapted the activities and then we designed our own block, which is loosely, it's the same concept as her blocks, but we have sort of changed its shape and definitely changed the pin mechanisms and made our own proprietary block. So our president, Brian McDonald, worked with the company to design these blocks, and they're really quite, quite satisfying to work with and to use to practice Braille. I love it. I love it. I think it's such a great concept and something a lot of people could have fun with and have a very practical learning tool all at the same time. And I love that they connect together and you can make words out of them. That's great. Another thing I would bring up if you are looking for gifts, this one you might want to get as a gift for yourself, but (laughs) we are now releasing the Sunday Morning Quotations Volume 2 book. And this is actually the last book in this series. So it's 52 inspirational quotes. It's on a pocket-sized spiral-bound booklet. And this is the last and the 14th book in this series. Wow. So we went through the week once, and then we went through the week twice. So this is Sunday Morning Quotes, Volume 2. And the idea is just that there's a quote for every Sunday, right? So every week you can flip to a new quote, and that quote would be your quote to guide you through the week until the next Sunday. So you can use it that way or you can use it any other way. You can read it all at once. You can do it by the day. You can use it any way you want. The basic idea is that it's filled with inspirational quotes from all different types of people. And we really do our best to scour the world for really good and unique quotes. And this is the last one in the series. Wow. 
Yeah, it's been going for quite a while. I remember when there were Monday morning quotes and it's gone on for several years now. So it's a really fun thing. If you've been collecting the set, definitely consider getting this one. Yeah, and they're $10 and we actually do have some previous ones available. We do have Tuesday Volume 2, Wednesday Volume 2, Friday Volume 2, and Saturday Volume 2 booklets still available. Nice. So if you're really into quotes and you don't have time to go finding new inspiring ones of your own, as it were, then this could be a really great way. Or if you're just someone who's inspired by really interesting people and what they have to say, of course, consider this. I agree with you. I think this is a great gift for yourself. (laughs) Well, I have a lot of fun making this product. So I've made the last, well, the last seven of them. I've made all the volume two ones. And I am always on the hunt for really unique and interesting quotes. So it is semi-sweet to know that this is the last book in this issue. But, you know, we may in the future come out with something where we aggregate into one product all of the quotes from all the previous versions of this product. So you figure there's 52 quotes per book and we've done 14 books. So We may in the future come out with a, let's say, a one-volume book where we aggregate all the quotes that we ever put out in this product and put it all together into one place. Because we do know some people who missed a year or when they went to get one, it was already sold out. And so there's some people who say, I have every single one except for Tuesday Volume 1 or what have you. So this would be another opportunity for people to get all those quotes. So it's something we're thinking about. It's not guaranteed, but in the future, we may do that as well. Yeah, I know. I, for one, would love something like that. The more quotes, the better. I love them. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I feel the same way. (laughs) Chris, what about you? You're awful quiet today. (laughs) Oh, I I like quotes too, you know, (laughs) so I just don't read them. (laughs) You don't read quotes? No. You don't look for them. You don't search for them. But when you find them, you're like, hey, this is cool. He doesn't actively search for quotes. Something like this is good for him. (laughs) They find him. (laughs) They find him, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So one category of gifts that can sometimes be a little hard to buy for are your youngest kids. Maybe your kids who aren't necessarily reading yet, or maybe they're just starting to pick out some words, or maybe you just want to read to a young kid in your life. And what better way to do that than with board books? And I know NBP always is putting out new ones. So what's new this year? Oh, yes. We always have some new board books. We have actually two new board books. We have one called Rockabye Forest, and we have one called Home Run, my first baseball game. So the Rockabye Forest book is it's written to the tune of Rockabye Baby, which is a lullaby. And it's about these adorable forest animals and their routine as they settle down for the night. So it's basically the forest getting ready for bedtime. And it's a really, really cute and adorable story. The Home Run book is a sports book and it talks about this baseball game between the cows and the bears. And (laughs) so it talks about different baseball terms and gear and players and umpires, the different people who are involved in the game. And the story is set in the context of a nine-inning game between these two all-animal teams. Very, very cute. Very adorable. And our gala this year has a all-stars theme. So this sort of ties into that. Love it. That's cool. There's not much cozier than reading to someone, I think. I mean, whether it be a kid or an adult, you know, sitting and reading aloud to each other is just a fun activity. And what better way to spend, especially as the nights are growing colder where some of us are, (laughs) to cuddle up and read to that special child in your life and really form that bond and turn that person into a lover of reading as they grow older. So it's just a wonderful present on so many levels. Absolutely. And you know, the books that I'm highlighting during today's talk are really just our newest books. They're the books that are new. And on our website, of course, we have many, many, many other books that I'm not talking about today. So we have all sorts of other board books. We have all sorts of other picture books. And really, every sort of book that you could possibly imagine for a young reader. Absolutely. 
And then there are just so many initiatives that MVP has been working on for a while to help kids gain that love of reading or increase that love of reading. So there's always something new to find and explore if you have young kids in your life who you want to and hope will become avid readers. Yeah. And, you know, two products that I guess that I would like to point out that we did talk about last time, but are ones that I really want to reintroduce to readers is we have a new riddle book called Difficult Riddles for Smart Kids, which are 300 difficult riddles and brain teasers. So I know that that's a really popular category. And so that's a new book in that category that's available in Braille or BRF. It's a one volume book for $12. And then we have 12 amazing magic tricks, which are basically magic tricks that you could do at home or in the classroom. They use items just found around the house, so they're really easy for anyone to do. And also a Braille or BRF, one small volume for $12. And, you know, if you're looking for something fun to do around the house, or you just want to practice your presentation skills, doing magic tricks in front of your friends or family is a great way to do that. Absolutely. We're about to have lots of gatherings that would make that a very, very easy thing. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So once again, it is always a pleasure to have you on the podcast and learning more about what's going on at NBP and what's happening. And if you guys want additional information, you can visit NBP for National Braille Press dot org and that will take you to the site and brand new site launched earlier this year. So you'll be able to learn all about all the goodies you can access. You can either browse by category or search for a product or whatever you want to find something new for the people in your life or for yourself, whether it be from among these holiday picks or, as Cassell said, something else because there's so much. So thank you so much as always. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much and have a wonderful, wonderful holiday. Thank you so much. You too. Bye. Thank you for your visit to the Mystic Access Magic Castle. You're welcome anytime. So welcome back from the castle. Hope you found something interesting or fun or potential holiday Christmas present from that segment. And certainly, as we said, you're welcome to check out all that NBP has to offer at their website. But let's get back to dessert now. And you may remember a few minutes ago when I shared my applesauce sweet potatoes that they had an optional ingredient, which was glazed pecans. Well, I couldn't then talk to you guys about recipes without finding a good candied pecan recipe. So here's the one I found, and this is from 15spatulas.com. And I'm going to share a few little facts and things that the author shares on the site as well. So it says, these five-minute stovetop candied pecans are a quick and easy way to make sweet glazed pecans for salads, snacks, food gifts, and more. It's all made in one pan with minimal mess, and it's overall much quicker and easier than the oven method. Plus, no candy thermometer needed. Yay! So here are some tips for best results with this recipe. Use a nonstick pan. While you can get away with using any stainless steel pan, the nonstick pan helps all of the sweetness stick to the nut. It glazes easier in the experience of the author as well. Use brown sugar or maple syrup, and she loves honey, but she doesn't recommend using it for this particular recipe. Brown sugar or maple syrup will give you the best results. Toast the pecans first. This is totally optional, and sometimes it's easier to just use raw nuts straight out of the bag. But if you have the time, toast the pecans for a few minutes and you can use the same skillet to begin bringing out the flavors in the nuts. Raw or toasted both work, but the author personally thinks that toasted pecans taste better. Most importantly, make sure to use fresh pecans that aren't rancid or expired. Very important, so check those expiration dates. So you have some ingredient variations and substitutions here as well that I want to mention. This is a great recipe for accommodating several different substitutions. And she recommends trying the recipe once as written. And then if you want to, you can experiment with changes. So spices, you can pretty much use whatever spices you like here. She likes to keep it simple with cinnamon, but you may add cloves, cardamom, allspice, or pumpkin pie spice. And you may also try options like cayenne pepper, ancho chili powder, 
or even smoked paprika. So in terms of sugar, she likes to use brown sugar for its slight molasses taste, but you can also use traditional white sugar or even coconut sugar. She doesn't recommend corn syrup for this, though. Now, in terms of fat, it is not necessary to add fat to this recipe, but if you would like for richness, add a tablespoon of butter or coconut oil with the rest of the ingredients. Vanilla extract. You can add up to a teaspoon, one teaspoon, with the rest of the ingredients if you want to. And I love vanilla. It just adds that holiday flavor to me. You also want to make sure you stir it all around to combine. And you can use other nuts as well. It doesn't matter what kind of nut you use. So if you'd rather do something else, you can do walnuts, macadamia nuts, peanuts, almonds, hazelnuts, cashews, and really any other nut here would work well. You also want to remember to cook the pecan halves for about three minutes, stirring frequently until the liquid cooks down and glazes the nuts. These candy pecans are also gluten-free, dairy-free, and vegan. So your prep time is one minute and your cook time is four minutes. So your total time is only five minutes to make these. You get four servings and it makes one cup of pecans. Here are your ingredients you need for the pecans. A half a cup of brown sugar, a fourth teaspoon of salt, a fourth teaspoon of ground cinnamon, two tablespoons of water, and one cup of pecan halves. First, you want to combine all ingredients except the pecans in a skillet and cook over medium heat for a minute or two until the sugar dissolves and the mixture is bubbling. Next, you want to add the pecans and cook for an additional three minutes, stirring to coat in the glaze. Remove from the heat and spread the pecans out on parchment paper to let them cool completely. Break apart and enjoy! Now, here are a couple notes that I wanted to mention as well. Storage. These can be stored in an airtight jar for about a week. You can choose to freeze them. You can store them in an airtight container for up to two months. If your pecans turn out sticky, this means the sugar never reached a high enough temperature to have that hard crack, brittle coating on the outside. If you have an electric stove, you just want to cook these a little longer. So just keep that in mind if you have a weaker gas stove or an electric stove. These are 282 calories. Now, I assume that's for the whole cup because it doesn't say, but that's my assumption here. So again, they are yummy and tasty, and this is the holidays, so we're going to forget all about that. <laughs> they would be good on any sweet potato dish, I think. I could see taking a spoonful of those hot right out of the pan and putting it on top of some ice cream. Yes, ma'am. Sounds like it. Yes. Now I'm hungry. Absolutely. <laughs> so yummy. <laughs> In a funny little twist, my recipe is also gluten-free. I think that's sort of accidental, but it works out well. So if you eat gluten-free or there are loved ones in your lives who do, this works well. This is a recipe for flourless peanut butter cookies. Now, in general, for whatever reason, I really don't like peanut butter cookies. I love uh-huh. peanut butter. Uh-huh. I'm going see? to boot her off right now. <laughs> this, is, this is where we have Chris keeping quiet. I told you, Mr. Food Critic is going to editorialize. <laughs> but I like the cookie dough. I just don't like them baked. These are amazing. They're flourless. Now, these are only going to make about 12 cookies. I really like this in one sense because if you're having company over and it's just one or two people and you want the house to smell nice, you can whip up a batch of these pretty quickly and pretty easily. Now, if you're making them for gifts or for a big family thing, you can certainly double or triple the recipe. It's very simple. It is one egg, and you want to beat that. For some reason, the recipe says the egg should be at room temperature. So you beat your egg, you add in a cup of sugar, a cup of peanut butter, half a teaspoon of vanilla, and a dash of salt. You then roll them into balls and press them down with a fork, and you bake them in a preheated 350-degree oven for about 10 minutes. They suggest that you leave them on the cookie sheet and let them rest for an additional 10 minutes before you remove them. 
I like to use parchment paper for something like this because then I can just put the cooling rack next to the cookie sheet and slide the parchment paper. When I first saw recipes that used parchment paper, they were all super complicated. And I just assumed, oh, you know, I do kind of basic cooking. It's not going to be my thing. Parchment paper is the best stuff ever invented. It really makes clean up easy. And you can actually buy, this is a little bit off topic, but you can actually buy air fryer liners that are parchment. And you should never just use regular parchment paper in an air fryer. No. It has holes so that the air can circulate. And since I've gone down this road, I feel like I need to give another safety caveat. And that is that you should never preheat your air fryer with the parchment paper in there by itself because it will fly up into the little fan and you will be meeting the friendly members of your local fire department. So anyway, that is peanut butter cookies. You can make them like the traditional blossoms for the holidays with Hershey Kisses on them. I haven't yet done this, but I want to try making them with Nutella. I think that would be really good. But they're just pretty easy and fail-safe and delicious. They sound delicious. And anything with Nutella is extra delicious. So, you know, can't go wrong. Exactly. And if you're a Hershey Kiss holiday person, you might even want to try the candy cane Hershey Kisses. Oh, yeah, oh they're goodness. tasty. They're tasty, too, though. That's an option as well. But, you know, you've got all kinds of options here to try or consider and alternative ways to do things. So hopefully you found something among our little baker's treasure trove to check out and see what will work well for you. We got your fruits and veggies, I think, covered pretty nicely for <laughs> this particular run. So we hope you find yes. something in here that you will love. What do you think, Chris, Mr. Food Critic? Good. I'll take all of it. You'll take it all? Awesome. See, I can get him to eat his veggies even with my carrots. So Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> I like carrots. And of course, that peanut butter. You'd have all those eaten. You'd be like, yum. I'm not a sweet person. No, you're not. You're not, but you're a peanut butter person. Well, that's true. Well, peanut butter is a little bit like sweet and salty. I'm, I'm definitely more on team savory than sweet, but I do enjoy these. If I had a choice between a bag of potato chips and a chocolate cake, I'd probably take the potato chips. Especially if they come with dip. Yeah. That removes the debate right there. (laughs) But I'm not a pie person either. He's not a pie person, isn't I'm glad we're cake makers in my family. That's true. Anyway, hope you guys have found something lovely that you like. And we'll try and plan something special for the next episode because we know that it is episode 300. How's Woo! that even a thing? Oh That's my gosh. Crazy. That it looks crazy. like there's more in the feed because those were like extra episodes and specials and things of that nature. But we've been keeping track and we're about 300. Ep- well, we are three. We'll be 300 episodes. And right now, if I had to guesstimate, because we switched podcast hosts a couple of times, our podcasts are somewhere in the 400,000 downloads. That's exciting. That is exciting. That's really cool. So when we get to 500,000, we'll have to celebrate that as well. That's very cool. Well, we really won't know. That's my mental calculation from the different totals that I remember. Right now, we're at 213,000 some odd downloads from our current host. But we've had lots more prior to that. Exactly. Yes. Don't know for sure, but we were kind of guesstimating it. But That's pretty exciting to come from very humble beginnings to this. So we're happy and we thank you guys, of course, for listening. And thank you to our co-host for today. Always fun to do these. Yes, it is fun. I really look forward to these. You're welcome. Oh, I'm not the co-host you were talking to. No, you weren't the co-host I was talking to. (laughs) So, All right. Well, take care, everybody, and bye. 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 The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. If you are blind or visually impaired and wish to experience less stress and more fun on your unique assistive technology journey, our comprehensive audio documentation and additional offerings are here to support you. We welcome your visit at mysticaccess.com. That's M-Y-S-T-I-C-A-C-C-E-S-S dot com. Have a question or wish to place an order via phone? Call us at 716-543-3323. 
If you have comments to share about this episode, follow our phone menu prompts to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at info at mysticaccess.com and connect with us on social media, mastodonmysticaccess.online and facebook.com slash mysticaccessempower. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Anyone may explore our extensive archives and subscribe to receive our bi-weekly episodes at mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy our content, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. Thanks for spreading the word and for being a listener. We hope you enjoyed this episode.